Hey everyone, this is part two of the second and final live show that we did. Sorry there was no episode last week. This one was really hard for me to edit, partially because my Mac stopped working and partially because of the content. Content warning, we have some discussions about consent and uh, sex and things that uh, you might not want to listen to if that sort of thing is going to be upsetting to you. Otherwise, enjoy. Welcome to Being Honest with My Ex. My ex is Peter C. Haywood. My ex is SJ, better known as Honor Eastley. We were engaged for two years, and, and then, then we, we broke, broke up, up <laughs> and then we stopped talking to each other for a year, and now we do a podcast together. Would you have a baby with me? If I can get you to cry next podcast, we'll have a hat trick. <laughs> you don't know this, but I have a very vivid image of what your penis looks like. What? <laughs> if I met you now, I do not think that I would go out with you. Oh my god, I think if I met you now, I'd, I'd fall more in love with you than I did the first time. Hello! Hello, welcome back. This is the second half of the show where we will be taking any questions. So if there's ever anything that you've been like, I wish they'd talk about this on the podcast, now is the opportune time. And as you formulate that, I want to tell you about this shirt I'm wearing, SJ. Okay, actually, the first question is, did you guys notice that he hasn't ironed his shirt? Yeah. Who, who actually yeah. noticed that? Okay, good, because yeah, I said, are you going to fucking that's iron that shirt? And he was like, no one will notice. I said, the number of people doesn't make it worth ironing. <laughs> It was like six of you. I'm not going to iron, but if it was all of you, I'd be like, next time Wait, I'll okay. iron. Who noticed? Hands up high. Okay, that's a lot more than six. That's like, 10. like 12. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't care. Yeah. I yeah, do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. That's one each. <laughs> but I, I was wearing a suit and tie last time, so. Uh, SJ, this shirt, aside from its unironed status, status, what do you know about it? Is it ugly? <laughs> so point the one you bought this for me. <laughs> I did, yes. Uh, second point, you used to wear this. Did I? Yeah, you used to wear this fairly regularly. Why? <laughs> and thirdly, I proposed to you in this shirt. Did you? <laughs> that whole year is a blur for SJ. <laughs> Fuck me. Uh, not in this shirt, I don't think I ever did. But um, that also happened. Does anyone have any questions? I'm just saying Monday night's audience had questions. <laughs> cool. Well, we had topics to talk about in case no one had questions, so let's pull those out. Sex. SJ, early on in the podcast, <laughs> was like, if you ever come back to Australia, we could have sex and record it and put it on the podcast stream. <laughs> Do you remember this? Yeah. So, so I used to be more high concept. <laughs> <laughs> And more like, put it all on the line. Put it all on the line. So I went to art school, and I remember when I was in art school, there was someone a few years above me who was famous for doing this artwork where they just asked, will someone have sex with me, like, for an art project. And then they filmed... Like on, on Craigslist or something? No, no, like, in the art school. On Gumtree? I'm not sure how. Did she, like, put up posters? I don't know. She had it but on a shirt. Somehow she, like, asked, like, will someone have sex with me? And then... Someone did say yes, and then she fil filmed it, them having sex in the disabled bathroom at, at the art school. So art. that's level one, right? <laughs> level one. And then she filmed her playing that footage to her mum. Oh 
And her mum is super... Her mum's wearing sunglasses and a baseball cap and is sitting right next to her. So, like, that was really famous for my circle of friends back when we met. It was like, yeah, you want to do that. <laughs> sort of. Um, and I just, like, I, I have this problem where... I think I'm stopping doing it now, but I have this problem where I keep making things, thinking, how can I make this something that people would be interested in? That like, is a serious make... problem, yeah. Yeah, it's a serious <laughs> Commercial problem. viability, no. <laughs> no. No, 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 I mean, like, how can I make it the weird, fucked-up thing that I would listen to, is what I mean. So I'm like, wait on, they did, and then they record... Oh, fuck yes. Tell me about it. But the thing is that I never consider what I would actually want to do. <laughs> As evidenced by her suggestion. So she said, like, we should have sex and record it for the podcast. And I was like, are you serious? And she was like, yeah. Like, and I was like, I, I guess I'm up to that. Like, sure, we can do that. I don't think you've thought this through. And she's like, no, no, no. I'm like, okay, well, let me ask you one question. She's like, go ahead. And I'm like, would you come? And she's like, I've not thought this through at all. You're right, no. <laughs> Nope, it suddenly became very real and I'm out. <laughs> do you remember this? I do remember that, yeah. Well, so we thought for you guys tonight, yeah. <laughs> live on stage, we would Fuck. tell you that story and we did. Nailed it. It's funny, I think that I have a lot more, I have a lot more preciousness about my bodily autonomy. That's, that's a positive... I, I mean, I don't know how to respond to that, frankly. Good, well, but also bad that you didn't. Like, it's the whole... So it's it's, a, it's a dharma, that's what it is. Because yeah. it's two things. <laughs> that's what I got away from that. A dharma is two things, right? You're a shit. <laughs> no, I think... So I, I used to be, like, a lot more slutty than, than I am, which, like... I mean that in a, like, I was, like... Proud of I, I was like, yeah, you're, yeah you're, you're, I was like into that. What, what's the um, the ethical slut was a, a book that you're heavily into, and you're like, cool, I can I can take the, the the title slut and apply it to myself and not feel bad about it and be like, yay, slut. And so you used to like, am I you're looking at me like, I'm yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> what's interesting is I'm thinking about like a couple of times I've been to the Melbourne Sexual Health Center on Ligon Street. People are nodding. I'm on board. <laughs> you're, you're looking very sexy when you nod like that. <laughs> So I remember, like, years ago going to the sexual health clinic and being like, yeah, I'm about it. I go to sex parties. I'm pretty cool. Um, <laughs> and you have to fill out the thing of, like, how many people have you sex with? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm so cool. Um, That's what she wrote. <laughs> <laughs> but now I don't do that nearly as much. And part of that is because I've had some, like... like you don't go to the sex parties as much. Not, you don't go to the health clinic as much. No, both. Okay. No, 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 no. I still go there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't go to those things as much, partially because I had some really shit experiences there of, like, just, like, fucked up stuff happening. The, the last one that happened was actually, like, someone who I found out later, she had been kind of, like... The way I'd heard about how she felt about me made me feel, like, prey. And, anyway non-consensual it's fun when you're in a like group sex situation and you like are like i didn't realize that i was having sex with you hello it doesn't sound fun. it's not that's the trick got it's it okay cool so anyway so so since then i haven't really been involved in that stuff so much so part of that was like people kind of knowing me and feeling weird about that 
like in a in a like group sex kind of scenario thing. And then last, like you look over three bodies and someone's like, "Are you on an Eastley?" <laughs> yeah. Well, so last time I went to the um, Melbourne Sexual Health Clinic, I was like, not as cool about it. I was like, "Yeah, I've had sex with like two people in the last year, whatever." I'm cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't have any. I don't need. I don't have anything to prove. All right, I'm just here. And they're like, "Hey." Your name, and I got in the room, and the girl was like, Oh my god, are you on an Eastlink? <laughs> I am such a big fan! I'm like, and she, I can't remember what she said, but she said a lot of things very quickly, and I was like, Huh, yeah, this, this, I think that this is why I don't do that stuff that I used to do. And she was like, Oh my god, also, I am not gonna tell anyone. You, your like confidentiality is safe here, and I was like, I wasn't worried. <laughs> but now, <laughs> but now I am. That's the end of that story. Cool. No, I uh, I've gone to the sexual health clinic in America, and they're less nice over there because <laughs> they're like, how many last twelve months? And and you give the number, and they're like, that's too many. I'm like. No, Wait, don't they tell you that? I'm, I'm like, I'm really safe. They're like, yeah, but that's above the like the safe threshold or whatever. And I'm like, I don't. Okay, cool. Swab my dick. <laughs> You'll notice I had an adult circumcision. <laughs> oh, did you have phimosis? I did. Don't you know? <laughs> but no, seriously, I, I went in and I was like, uh, here's the number, and they were like, okay, that that's too many to probably be safe. So we're gonna test you for everything. And I was like, okay, like I, yes, test me for everything. No, I don't think there's like a, a, a value of, of the number that you can... Yeah, it was... Are you asking how many people I've had sex with? Yes, I am. I am. <laughs> I want to know. Oh my God, uh, how many people have you had sex with since we dated? 30. Like, is that an actual number? Or is that... No, I made that made number up. up. No, but like, you know... Like... 20. <laughs> That's a made-up number. 30 is an actual number. No, but like, really... Yeah, like about... Th- I, I, like actually about 30? Yes, actually about 30. Wow. And before you, one. <laughs> <laughs> and then while with you, four. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, no, we broke up and I was, I was very sad and also like, I can have sex without it being a thing. Is that, is that a question? Mm-hmm. Yeah, coming up. You have to stand in front of Lucy, who you were sitting next to, so I feel like, yeah, oh, there we go. Oh, Lucy. Hello. <laughs> Okay, so, talking about having sex while recording. (laughs) (laughs) Just just to be clear, we didn't do it. (laughs) No, but this is legit. So, I think it's The Heart. It's another podcast. Yeah, and um, she, like, unintentionally recorded herself basically being coerced into having sex with a guy. And since that, every time I have sex, I think about, what if this was being recorded? Like, what would the process of consent sound like? (laughs) So... You slept with about 30 people before on a... After. Yeah, yeah. So before you, one person. Yeah. Since about 30 people. How do you think your process of consent oh, and the discussion that you have and the way that you talk with someone during sexual acts has yeah. changed in that time? That was a good question. Um, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, so, so in case you didn't hear, the question was, uh, over, over time, how is your, how's your process of asking for consent and getting consent during all the steps of the sex uh, changed over time? Uh, for me. So I will answer. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, there's, there's things that, like, as a, as a straight guy, it's impossible for me to say without just sounding like a dickhead. 
uh, I'm going to treat this as a room where you already know I'm a dickhead. <laughs> and so I get away with it, which is that I, I way err on the side of over-consent. Like, uh, and I think, I think the only change is that I'm, I'm, I'm inching a, like a little... I'm not like... Vroom! I'm just like a little bit less for that. So like when, when I met SJ, I was like, hey, you're really cute. Can we make out? Cool. Yeah. Can I touch your breast? Like it was, it was, it was explicitly. Can Where I? Can I? Can I? Can I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so I was, I was very, very not orchestrated, but like I, I like my <laughs> methodical. Good, 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 good word. I, yeah, I was very methodical about it because I am, as as you should be. I'm terrified of of overstepping consent. Like that, that is one of my. And that's the thing. I sound like a dickhead because like people. There is someone listening to this being like, he's setting up for when the rape charges come, which I'm absolutely not, but like, it's, it's a thing. Like, no, that's the thing, like, I, I hate it. It's a thing that I wish I could never think about, but I, like, this is why, this is why we've never talked about consent, and SJ is already shutting down over there, being like, <laughs> let's change being topic. Like, I'm like, not gonna respond to what you say. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough, because I, it's one of my biggest fears, this idea of, of overstepping that, or, or being accused of it, and those are, those are similar but different fears. And they have the same solution, which is way over consent. But I'd say over time, I've learned a lot more. Because when I met SJ, I'd, I'd never had sex, so I didn't know any of the like the non-verbal cues. So I just went, okay, look, let's be safe. And and I think that's a safe move if you if you're inexperienced. Go for the verbal cues 100% of the time. Um, <laughs> a phone rang and three people dived into their pockets. <laughs> it's, a, it's a popular ringtone. Uh, so yeah. So when when I first when I first started my sexual journey, I would. Hey, can I do this? Can I do this? Do you like this? Would you like that? Nowadays, I think I, I still am like very far on that side, but I tend to, to mix it with dirty talk. So instead of being like, hey, can I touch your nipple? <laughs> I'll be like, you like it when I touch your nipple, don't you? Before I've touched it, and they're like, yes. And I'm like, cool, I'm safe, I'm good to go. And as well as that, a little bit of like, you, you do like, when someone moves your hand to their breast, there's no verbal consent there, but there's still very, and I really hope, or else I've, I've gotten this whole thing wrong. There's definitely consent there. Does that, does that make sense? Hmm. So you, your like, you're like consent talks has gotten sexy, is what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> that, that's the shift. I've gone from methodical and robotic <laughs> to a little bit sexy. You're really? <laughs> I'm a sexy robot. You're really selling me on this whole have sex and record it thing. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. It was I, your idea. It was, yeah. your, <laughs> it was your idea. Yeah, but I backed out. <laughs> I've, I've, never, I've never asked for that. Um, I've never asked to have sex with you since we broke up. <laughs> I did wonder when we first met up again <laughs> whether that was the direction it was going to go. Well, <laughs> I know that it now. It was just like not even a wink in my mind. No way. A wink in my mind is a lovely phrase for that. I have a book up here. It's gone, but I did have it. <laughs> what were we talking about before the... We're place? talking about... Do, do you want me to answer that question yeah, yeah. at all? Or? How, how's your yeah. attitude towards... Con well, not attitude. Has your approach to consent changed? Consent is, is, is so, like... Wanky thing number two of the night. Consent is so vital. It's also a... Not wanky! <laughs> no, but like saying it is wanky. Like, hey guys, I think that we shouldn't have slaves. <laughs> I also think while I'm dropping truth bombs, consent is important. This is exactly the You guys are lucky I'm oh. here to tell you these things. 
Like, that's what I'm saying. It's wanky as shit to be like, hey, guys, here's some stuff uh, that if, if you're in our audience, like, if you've gotten through five episodes, you're aware, like, you're, you're probably in the same... Probably, maybe we do talk about it. But because it, it's, a, it's, it's hard not to sound super wanky, and also it's really important... And SJ is terrified of talking about it. Uh, not not because she's anti anything, but because she's like, I know the e- like you know how the 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 internet turns on you. Like uh, Lena Dunham uh, is 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 one of those people who like large groups of the internet are like we fucking hate her. And one of the reasons is yeah, there we go. People are nodding like hate her. And like I think she's trying her best. And she wrote a book. Uh, she wrote in her biography. She mentions at some point that as a kid. Her and her sister did some sexy things and she was older than her sister. And there's a group of the internet who's like, oh, Lena Dunham, the rapist. And you're like, it's not, it's not good to have done, but also, like, it's, it, it's fucking complicated. I can't believe you're doing this. What are you doing? <laughs> so Stop Estro, talking! Estro vetoes this kind of conversation because I think it's, it's complex and interesting and important. And she's like, yep, let's not talk about it. Well, because you have such a way of saying things. <laughs> Then I, so actually, this is a genuine question, all right? One of the hardest things I find about doing this podcast, like genuinely one of the reasons that I'm like, I'm not sure if I can keep doing this, is because of him. <laughs> like, in short, but it's because I'm. I feel like, like it would change if I wasn't on it. <laughs> it would It'd be change. called Starving Artist. <laughs> it's a great podcast. You guys should listen. Way more popular than this show. <laughs> like, Order of magnitude more popular. Um, because there's no me. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> you had a question for the audience. No, it is because I am... Sick of so, your shit. Well, I mean, in short, yes. But I was going to say it in a more nice way. Like, I... I'm terrified of having to... Like, I don't want to defend you, basically. Like, but, I, you know, like, I'm interested in, like, where's the, like, line between being implicit, right? Because we do do this project together. Yeah, both of our names are on it. Yeah, and you do say shit that I'm like, fucking <laughs> hell, cut that. And That's a conversation we have a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know. It's really hard. I, I've actually thought about, like, we should put it in the intro. So you know how, like, on Twitter everyone's like, opinions, my own only. Like, I've, like should there be a bit at the start that's like, I do not own his opinions. <laughs> I disagree with many of them. <laughs> Because the, partially... The, the opinions expressed in this podcast are not those of Honor Eastley. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, that seems a little crass, but I'm, I'm just like... I mean, my, my, my stance is firmly, people are aware that if I'm the one saying it, I'm the one owning it. And if you're the one saying, you're an idiot, I don't agree with that. Like, my, my, my suggestion, and this is a conversation I think we've had before in private, now we're doing it in front of a crowd. Uh, my suggestion is, if you disagree with me, disagree with me. And then people will be like, oh, I wonder what SJ thinks about that. Well, she disagreed with him. So maybe, just maybe, she disagrees with him. I know, but sometimes I listen back and I'm like, I don't think I disagreed enough. <laughs> Genuinely, I'm like, I need to cut that. I didn't disagree fervently enough. But 
do like I actually want to know do people have that opinion are people like she's not implicit in whatever this dude says that's a strange way to ask the question <laughs> people are like yes or no <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. depending on which okay, one you, is the right you one you ask the question uh, when when I express my I don't know fucked up opinions in SJ's mind and she doesn't I'm not Fucked up. I just say like like the way you say it. Okay, when, when I say things in my peterly way, and SJ doesn't necessarily disagree vocally enough, do you feel like that makes her implicit? Yes or no? No. Any yeses out there? Maybe. A little bit. A little bit. Cool. See, this is my deepest fear. A little bit. This is my deepest fear. I think sexism says that we should believe that you're implicit if you're silent. Are you a friend of mine? No. Oh. <laughs> Just by listening to the show. I feel the same thing as you, and she feels the same way. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. Because you, you're like, you understand how I feel. You're like, you're sick of defending your f- person. Yes. Okay, because, because Peter's like, I would love this podcast to be way famous, and I'm like, maybe just keep it like. <laughs> Genuinely, I'm like, this is a good size. <laughs> I like this size. I don't know if I've told you that before. <laughs> this doesn't explain why it's been such a struggle to get you to do any promotion <laughs> for the last 18 months. <laughs> I'm terrified of you, and that's my problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you want that kind of body? Place where you have to like walk on eggshells around. Is that the kind of vibe? Well, I, I, I think that the audience... Uh, sorry, the question was, is that the kind of audience you want where you have to walk on eggshells? I think that the audience is, to a certain extent, self-selecting. So, like, <laughs> the weird thing is that we're so different. So people who fucking hate me will continue to listen to the podcast. <laughs> and so it's not that self-selecting, because they're like, every week, sit down with a notepad, what did Peter say that I can get angry about this week? And I'm like, well, don't, don't listen, but they want to hear SJ, and this is one of the few uh, arenas... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, channels by which you can hear SJ's... Thoughts on, on a weekly basis or on a regular basis. And so people so will endure me <laughs> to get to her. <laughs> yeah, we've, yeah, we've had that feedback a bit. <laughs> <laughs> we, but people, people warm to me. <laughs> it's, it's actually how... It's not lets you me know, sleep at night. <laughs> like, to, to like wrap it all together with the first half, you know how I was talking about like how this man was on a pedestal and I was like, his opinions are correct. This podcast has been a process of dispelling that myth. Of being like, actually, my opinions are pretty okay. Like, they're not that bad. Well, it's also done that for me. (laughs) Where I'm like, my opinions are not the shit. (laughs) Uh, Yes! That was aggressive. (laughs) That was a proper slam, I heard that. Um, I injured myself. But the thing is, like, like, <laughs> it, it looks painful. It genuinely. <laughs> the thing is, and, and this is, uh, I don't know if this is immaturity or it's just the way I'm built or what, but like expressing these thoughts and have people disagree with me is how, like that's the process of learning for me. And so we did an episode about my Facebook wall, the wild, wild west of my Facebook wall, uh, because I'll be like, I think I feel this way, but I don't know. Let's put it out there in a semi-controversial way. People will fight about it for hours in the comments and from that, it'll, it'll shape how I feel about it. And that's super, super useful for me You are to such learn. a troll. But I'm not, I'm, not doing, I'm not like, how can I stir up controversy? Because there's a lot more simple and boring ways I can do that. I want to get people disagreeing 
vocally, you know, on Facebook. I want, I want to see people. I want to see people argue about it because from that I'll get a better understanding of a the whole situation, b what the mainstream thinks about it, and see what the like the very left wing thinks about it. We had a question. Do you want to come up? We, we, we didn't actually answer this question. Oh, sorry. Which was like, do you want that kind of audience? Oh yeah, do we want that kind of audience? I mean, I, I like for me, the more people that listen, the more opinions I'm going to hear, and and hearing opinions is is good. <laughs> like I, I I I spend a lot of time. That on... man does not have a book with him. Just so you know. <laughs> I'm a writer, guys. What can I say? Um, I spend a lot of time on right-wing forums and things like that because I really don't want to be in an echo chamber. And it's very easy to be like, well, everyone thinks this thing. And then you take four steps and into the real world and you're like, oh. The real world. Yeah, I, I think the, the world of not just a very, very No, selected... I just mean like they're all real worlds. They're just all different. I think the internet is subtly different to the real world. Okay, sure. Oh, that's what... Okay. I got it. <laughs> I'm on board. Uh, and so I'll take a few steps and be like, oh, you know, people who work at McDonald's have never heard of this thing, let alone... I'm trying to think of, of any example, but I can't. Um, people will be like, everyone agrees on this matter this way. Now we're just discussing the minutiae. And then you will enter the real world and be like, most people have not heard of this. And it's so easy. Facebook's algorithms are designed to build an echo chamber of people who agree with me is the, is the opinions that I see first and people who disagree with me, I just never see them. And so it's really, really, really spectacularly easy to live in a little tiny bubble of echo chamberness and then get into the real world and be like, oh, this is not even on the agenda for the majority of people, let alone being a decided issue. Mm. So you're like, more opinions, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Give so, me so an I'm, audience, I'm like, everyone yeah, Big audience, and I will, I like, people are like, you just want people to agree with you. No, I don't give a shit if you agree with me. I want to know what you think. And if what you think is, is agreeing with me, then great, that's data. And if what you think is disagreeing with me, that's data. And I can take, the more data I get, the, I think the better I'm able to form my own, my own opinion. Sexy <laughs> yeah. Input more data, good. What? Duh. What's your thoughts? Oh, sorry. So to answer the second half of the question, in terms of stacking on eggshells, like oh my god, the, the broader... you just will not be quiet. The broader you go, the less eggshells you have to step on, in a sense. Go. Okay. Uh... <sighs> okay. So I've been thinking about this a. Quite a bit lately because if you'd asked me a while back, I would be like, uh, yes, uh, duh. Give me them clicks. But now, I don't know. So, one thing that I've really been thinking about is that the more profile you get, the more like criticism you get. And I don't mind like criticism that's like way out there. Like a few years ago, I did some post and like a lot of people who were mean found it and like were like you should kill yourself and I just found that interesting to be honest like particularly because they had public Facebook accounts and I was like I can see your kid like here's you she at a protest that, that I would probably I can attend. see your kid no. <laughs> you want to rethink that message because uh, I know what school he goes to <laughs> I find those kinds of comments interesting because I'm like, who would who would do that? Also, ha ha, they don't know I was in psych hospital six months ago. Funny. Um, <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> I consider it regularly. So far, answer is no. Um, and 
So those those ones is like easy to be like. The ones that I the like more kind of plague is like the ones that keep you awake at night. It's like actually maybe here's a really intellectual argument as to why you're maybe a tiny percent not quite right. Like those are the ones that I can't sleep over. And there's this other thing that I've been realizing is that anyone that gets to a certain amount of profile is going to get a more and more of that of of stuff to the point that they have to become hard and like my whole thing is about being soft so I'm like I don't know how I could do that and be the same person like you know what I mean so just enjoy what they say and I respond back really positively yeah because you can you can say oh gee you know you must have me confused or whatever oh you don't have to be confused or whatever you know and in my business, I, I breed mini dachshunds, sausage dogs, and I do it pretty carefully. <laughs> A controversial business indeed. <laughs> oh, I did a little short film on truck driving called Death by Truck. A little controversial, heading, I must admit. And I got, I got great response. I come from a country town. And um, the main street's so busy that I went down and filmed one day of you know kids trying to cross the road and these filthy great logging trucks. Just hitting them. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping that that might. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! I prayed the night before <laughs> that just one kid would be hit by a truck that Jesus day. Jesus Christ! <laughs> what happened was it was really positive. Whole communities responding. You know, it's so true, so true, so true. On silly old Facebook. And then um, the truck drivers got onto it. Oh, sure. Yeah. So it's I'm sure they you, were very pleased. You, Sookie cunt. Oh. Ooh, yes, a hobby. Right, but... Uh, and sorry. you're like, this is my and hobby. I, <laughs> I, I, I replied... Okay, what about, I replied... It's really good that this has created control... You know, not control. Yes. Uh, interest. I'm glad people are answering. And then they write some really horrible big long thing. I pick up on one positive point And I respond <laughs> and say... It's a really good point you've made about da 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 and I've gone for ages. See, they have a lot of fun. Right, you, you, you can do that publicly, but Someone... inside SJ's head, the, the pit yeah. is just being I mean, dug deeper. I, I am getting a tiny bit better at it. Someone the other day was like, I was like, we're doing the live, these live shows. And someone was like, get some more narrative content <laughs> before I'm going to listen to this. I'm off to listen to some murder true crime podcasts. Get back to me when your podcast is more interesting. SJ and called a truck driver. <laughs> no, I responded, I think that you are encouraging me to kill someone. <laughs> In order to make a more entertaining podcast, I don't believe that's ethically or morally responsible. But I'm open to being convinced. <laughs> And like Steve Rogenbach, who's this artist who I really love um, and who I interviewed for Starving Artist and he's the latest episode that went out. He talks about how he receives quite a lot more hate. He gets real weird on the internet. And <laughs> I'm just thinking about, he's got one video where he talks about self-sucking a lot. Anyway, he just responds... Death by suck. <laughs> Death by self-suck. He, he responds by being like, follow back, love you, smiley face. And he's just like... Positive energy, all that kind of that's stuff. Stick. So I don't know. That's a way to. That's a way to go. Just washes off you. And they actually give you an option. But 
But they give you a platform. <laughs> they give you a platform then to promote yourself in a way. Yeah. Like, oh, thank you for that. Then you're off and you're on a run. And then they, and also if you don't use Facebook like I don't, I didn't realise when you hit re re return, it actually is like a whole new reply. <laughs> <laughs> so you got 408 <laughs> notifications. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think I've realized also that like I I get anxious way more about the thing than when the thing happens. Like Yeah, that's true. So, you'll, like, you'll build it in your mind. Yeah, for instance, starving artist, the name, great name. I came up with it all by myself. Um, <laughs> um, she didn't believe me. I was like, aren't you glad I came up with that name? She's like, Yeah, I oh, good one, Peter. I came up with that. And I was like, I Here's a screenshot of the chat <laughs> where you were like, eh. And I was like, no, it's a good name. You're like, I'll try it. I was like, I was like, people are going to get stuck into me about this name of like, like it's not an appropriate name or blah, 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 blah. Anyway, and then a, a couple people did. They're like, would be like, you don't look like you're starving or like, you look like you've eaten it well. And I'm like, double fuck off. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I think, like, I do all the worrying beforehand. Well, the thing is, too, like, the, the reason that I... I'm, I'm aware of this as a, as a pitfall for SJ of, like... I don't know if it's a pitfall. Just well, saying. Like, it, for me, for me it, it pre it's built on the preposition that there is a correct thing, and if, if people correct you, then you're not doing the correct thing, so you just have to shift. Whereas, if that was true, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have political parties or opinions or, like, they'd just be the correct thing. Everything you do is wrong so all I, the time. So I think this is funny because this comes back to your question, which was about consent. So one thing that I've been working through a lot recently is that I really don't like conflict. And I think there's a bunch of reasons why that is. But one of the reasons which I didn't kind of really twig um, until really recently is that like when I was, when I was like 17, 18, 19, I was in like a... a like, a, I was in a 17, 18, 19 year old relationship. Um, so you've been dating since birth. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, um, and it was like, it, like it, got, it just got pretty fucked up. And I think, I mean, I've always put it down as like, just really crappy attitudes that that we get towards sex and like that sex is something that happens to women blah 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 and so that meant that I was in this relationship where I was like effectively like I don't know if I should do, like this is a sad story just like in case okay it's a sad story you got permission from that one guy you're good to go <laughs> he, you all elected him your spokesperson at the start they're fine <laughs> So anyway, I was effective, like, effectively being like raped for like a year, I don't know, like a long time. With, with like breaks for water though. See, this is the sort of shit that I'm like... Cut it. <laughs> not only cut it, but I'm like, really? Okay, anyway. But what I realised, so like how that would kind of come about was a lot of like, like I, I didn't want to have sex and then he would get really upset about that and then would keep fighting with me until the point that I would like be like, okay. Until the point that I knew that, I knew what the pattern was, that I'd be like, 
sex, if I have sex now and I pretend to have an orgasm because that was a requirement, then I'll be allowed to have the most amount of sleep, which is fucked, of course. But now that I'm older, I I realise I really, like, part of my dislike for conflict is is like wrapped up in that and the like loss of autonomy and all that kind of shit so when i I think that's part of why i have such big reactions to conflict yeah no tears yet just so (laughs) we know no tears uh we had a question from this is gonna be this is gonna be our last question sorry (laughs) (laughs) well okay uh make it good (laughs) <laughs> I was going to ask because like I'm your friend on Facebook and so I look out on your Facebook page and sometimes I comment um, but a lot of the times people do say like these comments are making me feel unsafe like or they might say like this is really offensive to me like and sometimes people message you and you clarify and you edit and like that's that's good I just I wonder where the line is about like dispelling the echo chamber that we all need to do and then like trying to trying to have these controversial discussions mm. but not for the sake of controversy to for learning. Like where does the line go where it's like I'm I'm having an intellectual interest and then I'm having like I want it to be a bit controversial so more people comment. Like yeah, no, that, that is a tricky line. I've, I've, frankly, I've stopped having these Facebook conversations, A, because I just ran out of time. Like, I just, I have zero, like, minus four hours in the day. Um, I put up an article the other day not trying to start one of these conversations, just being like, this is an interesting article, and it's turned into one of them, and I was like, ah, okay, cool. Um, but my, my stance is very privileged white male, which is that I don't advertise a safe space, and I don't promise a safe space, because... They're, like there's a billion of those online and I'm in a lot of them and they're really interesting and I get those viewpoints and then there's a bit of, like a billion really unsafe spaces like I, I'm on I'm on the Donald which is on, on Reddit it's awful and I'm on there on a daily basis because I'm like people think these things and like it's fascinating like a lot of it is just like they have the wrong information and you can see that in the posts and a lot of it is like oh that's that's where they're coming from I, I disagree I think it's abhorrent but I get it now like it's much easier to fight against an enemy that you know than one you've built in your mind. And so for, so my posts, I'm like, look, I could, I could make it a, a safe space and that would cut a lot of the conversation out and... I wasn't asking you to make your, your views or your voice a safe space. I've just been working through my own stuff, like the idea of like someone voicing an opinion versus like someone feeling safe and like the, the boundaries there. I'm, I'm a little bit lost. Uh, Alman has a clarification. Um, I was going to say, this is a discussion we've had before, uh, some friends of mine. Wait on, you guys are friends? And no, Hugh? No, no. no. Oh my god, you no. guys have actually, have you guys never met before? No. 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 <laughs> T- turns out two different people were talking about a similar thing at one point. How dare they? But it, one of the problems I used to have was making a lot of sexist jokes. Because for me, in my head, they were absurdities. Like, just so yeah. ridiculous, how can someone think this? But that presupposes that the person who is hearing that joke knows who I am. Mm. And so when it comes to putting stuff like this online in terms of a public space or something like that, this is part of my opinion about the whole, to answer your question, is along the lines of, well, I have to assume that if I'm putting something into a public space, if I have a public Facebook or if I'm using Twitter or something like that, I have to assume that anyone who's reading this doesn't know who I am. And then from there, if I'm doing something to, to, to be controversial or to, to, to spark a discussion or something like that, I have to take into account that people who read this yeah, may not know that 
that's my intention. Yeah. They might understand that that is something that I think. And so... These two are starting a podcast, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that. <laughs> no, sorry, go, go, go. I assume the best of your intentions, like, because I know that you're not a terrible guy. Um, uh, like, people here would disagree with that. <laughs> I made a rape joke like five minutes ago, so the audience, yeah, the audience was, is well against me right now. That was well shit. Yeah, that, was, that was really bad. I didn't like that. Right. I'll edit it out. It'll be fine. <laughs> uh, this is real life. There are people here. <laughs> You know you're going to have to keep it in now. Yeah, yeah, no. That's, uh, oh, no. We'll, we'll, we'll see how we go. Um, the thing is, and this is... This, this goes against what people assume about me, is that I don't care what people think about me. I spend a lot of time putting myself out there and then don't care what people think. Because for me, the expressing... Or the, like, like, I made, I made a, a terrible joke, and I'll admit that it was terrible, and... I don't regret it. I'm like, okay, cool. My barometer for what is good and bad has now shifted. That was a useful joke for me to be a better person. Because it's all just data. Because it's all just data, yeah, yeah. But, like, like, what do you think about, like, me, though? Like, do you give a shit about me when you yeah, say I that? Yeah, I care what you think, but that, you... That assumes data has no cost. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. It's, it's got a minimal cost. Um, hey, hey, you, <laughs> hey, hey. Well, no, like, okay, we, like, when I made that joke, I think that you were more, and correct me if I'm wrong here, I think that you were more annoyed that I made it in a room where people will, where it will reflect on you than you are about the dumb joke that I made. Mm, no. Right, yeah, it was, it was a tasteless joke, and I know that now. And that, sound, that sounds very cunty, um, because, like, I... There's a lot of pressure. Uh, this is very different to Monday night. <laughs> I like it in a different way that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> it, it, like, okay, so what? What was? I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask a dumb, obvious question. What was bad about that joke? Like, can you can you break that down for me? I know it was bad. That's not the question. I'm saying what was bad about it? Hmm. Because typically, and and I'm not asking you, sir. Uh, <laughs> thank you, though, uh, for for your preemptive input. Um, typically, a rape joke is bad because it makes light of rape because it is uh, aggressive against the victim. There, there, are, there are feminist rape jokes. And, and, and some people think, no! And I'm like, okay, it's not a binary of like good and bad. Uh, the, the comedian whose name I cannot remember, she is... Yeah, she did, there's a comedian... Wanda Sykes. Oh, sure. I'm thinking of another comedian who did an hour show that was literally almost exclusively rape jokes. Right. I don't know this person. Go on. No, that's all I was going to say. Cool. Um, Wanda Sykes has a bit which is explicitly a rape joke and explicitly uh, pro, pro the, like, for the victim. It, it, it's a rape joke from that point of view. And it's not like... Because wh why are jokes bad? Because A, they normalise things. B, they make fun of things. Or C, they punch down. And Wanda Sykes has a bit. It's about uh, she wishes that she could remove her pussy so that she could go out running at night and feel safe. And that is, that's, that's now problematic, probably like 15, 20 years on. But at the time it was... I'm getting a lot of glares. Um, at the, at the, <laughs> some people shook their head and a lot of people glared, so mixed audience. Um, so, uh, and, and so at the time, that was, that was considered a very feminist rape joke because it wasn't like making light of rape. It wasn't punching down. It wasn't against the victim. It was addressing the thing of like, I can't feel safe because I have a vagina and that makes me a target. I wish I could do like, like men, blah, blah, blah. Nowadays, I think it's a bit more problematic because it ignores the fact that it's not about PIV sex. Like, rape is so much more complex than that. But the intent of the joke and the way that the joke was really accepted at the time was it's a positive rape joke. 
And I think, I think Louis C.K. has some that I would argue are similarly like positive rape jokes because they address the issue without, without punching down, without making light, without normalizing. And I think the vast majority of problematic rape jokes, SJ is going to kill me. I'm out. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the whole, this will be like, oh, it was a four minute show. How interesting. <laughs> Uh, and so I, I think I'm like, like this is like my worst nightmare. <laughs> do you want do you want to change topic? No, no, no. I I did find it interesting that you asked me a question and then didn't <laughs> wait for a response at all. I but did wait for a response and there was a gap, but I filled it. Um, <laughs> but I, I think that uh, I think rape jokes are typically problematic, and I think majority of them are problematic. And I think that it's possible to make a rape joke that's not problematic. And I'm curious as to what was problematic about that rape joke. That's what I want to know. Okay, honestly. The, the joke was so bad I can't remember it. So can someone tell me what it was? Does, any, does anyone want to say it? You got a break for water. Oh, sure. Okay. Oh, fuck. This <laughs> <laughs> is very bad time. So, so, like, person says, I've been raped. Wait on, wait on. And then, oh, my God. <laughs> I understand that it's bad. Like, I'm not questioning that. I want, to, I, want the, I want data. I want to know why. And if you don't want to talk about it, we don't have to talk about it. Absolutely. No, no, no. But so, so you said there's three things, which is, like, does it punch up or down? Yep. What was the other one? Does it make light of rape? Does it normalise it? And, yeah, does well, it make fun of rape? Yeah. So I would say that definitely makes light. Okay. And in terms of... Punching up or down, I definitely like. I'm not. I it definitely doesn't punch up. You trivialized it. Yeah. yeah. Right. So the intent, and no one gives a fuck about intent. But I think intent's really important. One person gives a fuck about intent. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're totally fine. If you said it to be an asshole, I'd be like, yeah, that's not nice. Right, so I, I, I entered that discourse with the assumption that you know me and you know that I genuinely try not to be an asshole. And for me, the intent of the joke, it failed. I get that. <laughs> the intent of the joke was to highlight the horrificness of it. And it failed at that. I'm not <laughs> questioning that it failed. Uh, and, and you can be like, you don't need to highlight it. Yeah, we don't need to. You don't need to be on stage in a microphone with your head behind you in <laughs> six foot high. Moving on. <laughs> I was impressed by how much this guy, how you were talking to much Peter about the consent thing. No, seriously. Cool. Like, did you really express that um, enough? Your bail, and I haven't actually heard that before. Because it must be a, a big thing for a man. Like, will you let me realise that? You know, to actually check, gee, have I got consent? So that's what I'll go home. It, it, it feels like you're trying to rescue me, and I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'm too deep, man. <laughs> Don't throw me a rope. Like, you're wasting rope at this point. <laughs> Uh, what is the time, I think? Uh, okay, we have to go... Do you want to end on that note? Nick Felix has a comment, maybe? Question? I don't know. Uh, so my question is, Peter, you've designed a lot of board games. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're here for. SJ, which of them is your favourite and why? <laughs> I haven't played any of them. <laughs> that, that's, that's not... <laughs> I'm a terrible person. You, you, you've played some of them. <laughs> oh, have I? <laughs> All of them are great. Equally, equally good. My, my, my point is not like... I Wait don't... On, are you going back? <laughs> I don't want to leave... What are you doing? 
my point is, I don't like. I think I think it's a dangerous thing to be like good or bad. That's the range. Oh, wait, are, There's are nothing you talking, in between. Are you talking about board, board games? games? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think the trouble with board games is people play a board game. They're either like that was a good board game or that was a bad board game, and and it's it's easy to do that. I'm going to continue with this. What about what? Your oh. past relation- what about your past relationships? Yeah. Are I, they I, on a spectrum as well? Yes. And where <laughs> does one sit? You're in my top five exes. You only have like <laughs> four? And, and you are one of them. <laughs> I've got thoughts in my head and I can't, I can't. Do you want me to shut up? Uh, I think you need to ask these people. You guys want me to shut up? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I, I, I just think I think like the, the path to the, yeah we need to wrap up we're getting we're getting signals I think the path to fascism and the path to problematic things in life is this like good guy bad guy done and I think it's more complex than that and so I'm not like well I did a bad thing I'm a bad guy I think oh I fucked up endlessly constantly trying to improve if if you if you're gonna binary it then you you shit's complicated the <laughs> end. <laughs> Still friends? Are we still friends? <laughs> this is the last ever episode of the podcast. <laughs> uh, our, our, our lovely tech Jules, who has been amazing, by the way, big hand for Jules, <laughs> is uh, letting us know we have time for one more thing, and that's a song from Sarah Jane. Yeah. Do we actually? Yeah, yeah, do yeah. we want to do that? Yeah. Okay. They, Just checking because it's about his dick. <laughs> They want to end on any other tone. <laughs> They're like, literally anything that's not that, let's finish there. Okay. So SJ in 2011 did a project called This Is Your Song, where she got people to write down a story from their life and she would then turn it into a song. And it featured hits such as uh, Don't Poo in the Shower. <laughs> and uh, I, trying to impress this girl I'd met, and also not giving a shit, wrote the story of my broken penis. And she turned it into... The Broken Penis Song. Uh, thank you, by the way, we'll probably end on this and then just head straight off the stage so people can get home. Uh, thank you to Bella Union for having us. Thank you to Jules Our Tech. Thank you for the bar staff. And thank you so much for A, coming along, and B, to everyone who supported the Kickstarter. This has been an adventure <laughs> that we would not have had without you, and we're really genuinely very, very grateful. Sarah Jane Hayward with The Broken Penis. Sorry, this is moving and, like, if I don't fix it now, I'll be down. <laughs> okay, uh, cool. So, yeah, this is a song that I wrote in 2011. So she's saying judge her current musical ability by this song. <laughs> Absolutely do not do that. Do not do that. I don't know why I agreed to do this. I, before, I was, like, like, on Monday I played a song as well that I hadn't played in six years. And I was like... Why do I keep doing this? <laughs> this cunt doesn't have to prepare anything and he can just be a bit of a dick. Everyone still comes. <laughs> I was a virgin Till quite late in my life Cause I was religious And I thought that it was right Then I realized Give it a try. 
playing this song it's like sexy but this guy's just told a rape joke <laughs> sorry you know what you want to do highlight that <laughs> we spent two nights we spent two Thank you all so much for coming. I'm looking forward to seeing how this edits together. <laughs> Thank you very much. That was really scary. Like, thank you for, like, usually it's like the idea is that we hold the space. Y you guys really hold the space. Um, so, so thank you very much. And thanks, everyone, for all your support over the years. We love you, Esther. <laughs> oh, 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 yes, yes, we need an outro, we need an outro. One, two, three, go! Thanks for listening to me on Zoom My Ex. If you've enjoyed the podcast, subscribe.
Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>